Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm sitting here. Uh, I haven't uh, straightened up my... I'm one of those kind of people where like, I work on a bunch of stuff and then my desk and, and like work area at home, at work, we get a little cluttered, and then I have to, like, take a hot second, clear it, get everything organized, get to have a clean point. And yeah. I haven't straightened up since the last time I played D&D online. And I'm looking at, I take notes and uh, field notes notebooks, and yeah. I've, got, I've got character sheets here, and, and I'm just thinking, man, when we're out of toilet paper, I'm going to have to rip this stuff up <laughs> and wipe, wipe my ass with it. And, and then I think, oh, like, I, well, I hey, then I, then I think, hey, at least I play so much damn D and D. I've got so many, so glass half full. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with that bard that I made on New Year's Eve. That was a shitty character already. He's a shit ticket waiting to happen. Uh. Call Saul podcast brought to you by the Baltic Defect. None of that fits into a good meter. <laughs> I need to work on that. I've tried this two weeks in a row. It doesn't quite work. My name is Trent. His name is Shane. Hola. His name is Nick. Hello. And we're talking about the episode Dead Dead Dedicado uh, Max. Right? Very good. Hey! Yeah, Hey, I never remember episode names or anything, and so let's put that to the <laughs> test. What time is it, Shane? Oh, it's time to remember things, and it's time, first <laughs> off, to remember things from two weeks ago, or, you know, last Oh, episode. that's oh. right. Because it's time for the pop quiz, but we are starting this week's pop quiz with some questions that were sent in by Lana for last week. Lana Banana! Thank you so fucking much! I gotta go yes. open up my notes from two weeks ago. Oh god, he like oh, he pulls out like fourteen volumes of like it's like I a. Got, I gotta. Well, he just I got, got, the I gotta, for Mexico. I gotta find the tome in which I have recorded those. It's notes. a it's a stack of uh, com- composition notebooks, like in the movie Seven. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. It's like flipping pages. <laughs> oh man. Well, this will go great. Looking at the, <laughs> the encyclopedia where you hid the money. Um. <laughs> yeah, my my home my home written encyclopedia Solica. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how well you have recorded this stuff, and we will find out. Because question number one is, how does Saul describe Tuco? So this is gonna be like when he was talking to uh, when he's talking to the guys when he's talking to Lalo and Ignacio. He describes Tuco. Uh, she lists uh, two things here that he says about Tuco. That he, ha- I'll say this: he has these two things. He has blank, and he has blank. Oh, I got. I, th- yeah. I mean, I actually got it. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Whoa, <laughs> I see your answer. And yeah, you did list two things that he has. He has both of these things. Yeah. Weird. I guess yeah. I got it. <laughs> well, let's just see, just in case it can be a little more specific. Mmm. Mmm. Oh. oh. Okay. So, Trent says, 
like a butt and an ass. Mm -hmm. That's true. (laughs) Two things he has. Just two things. Yeah, but Nick, Nick says a huge heart and a passion for justice. Oh. oh! So, yes, Nick gets that point there. Nice. Okay. I mean, it's like a Cliff Clavin answer, right? It's like, who is someone who has never been in my living room? You know? <laughs> yeah, technically correct. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who is playing in the football match on TV that Nacho is watching? Oh, uh, that should have been something we I paid attention to. I'm sure Nick wrote it down. Mm, I'll uh, give you a These are two countries yeah. playing football. Countries, two huh? countries. This is not like the Rams versus the um, I don't know whoever. Other wait, I think mine are. Wait a minute. This is not Alabama and Auburn. This is two. No, uh, I think I did something stupid. That's fine. I wouldn't have got it anyway. Uh, so Trent, go ahead and give me two countries. <laughs> I forget it. You said that. I was like, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, how about... The, uh, two cities that are both in the same country, but um, this is two different <laughs> countries. I was, I was like, wait a minute. These are in the same. Fuck. <laughs> it's the only okay. two that I know when people play FIFA. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I have an answer. I have an answer from Trent. I am waiting on... I can say my my wrong answers. It's no problem because they're not countries. It's Barcelona <laughs> and Madrid. I love saying Barcelona and Madrid. It's my favorite thing. Oh. Yeah. You'd be one of those people if you went to Europe. Okay. Uh, let's see. Wait, what do you mean one of those people? You mean white? <laughs> it's and stupid? One of those people who comes back with a uh, dumb accent. Okay. <gasps> oh, and a vacation uh, braid. <laughs> yeah. Trent says, uh, well, first he said Barcelona and Madrid. <laughs> But then he came back with Spain and Italy. Those are definitely two countries. Yeah. Nick wrote, Brazil has the ball. The ball's with Brazil. Brazil. It's Brazil approaching the net of Mexico and goal. So, yes, um, that was very amazing point for that. Shane Smolin for that one. But uh, while you did list four different countries between the two of you, none of you said uh, <laughs> the correct combination. <laughs> uh, Nick got one right, but I'm not counting it as a point because I wanted both of them. It was Belarus and Mexico. Oh, of course, Belarus oh. Mexico. Uh, uh, Belarus is on my mind all day, every day. I don't know how I forgot. Uh, this is oh, that's Brazil. Brazil. That's disrespectful of the Belarusians. Our <laughs> podcast is going to start nice out. People, they just have a crappy leader. Our, our podcast <laughs> does great in Belarus. Our, thought of that. our podcast oh. is going to now start out with that shot of the Jesus from Brazil. That they put in every movie to let you know where you are. <laughs> since <Yeah>. we... <laughs> our, our audio podcast is going to have the shot of... Our podcast, this is a little known fact, but our podcast is actually the number one uh, thing that people binge during uh, quarantine in Belarus. That's um, unfortunate. You know, I hate that for them. Market, and that's where we hit, hit it big. So. Oh, I feel bad for those guys <laughs> okay. now. I say a lot of dumb things. This next question, uh, still from Lana Still about last week. Um, I'm going to give, if you get this exactly correct, I'm going to give you 100 points and you win the quiz forever. Okay. Uh, the question is, what is the license plate of Hank's car? Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> of Hank's car? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not Namaste. And you know this, Nick? Oh, I wrote it down. I'm surprised you didn't Are write you it down because f- of what it starts with. Wow. Let's see. Is it? Look, can I ask? 
Is it a because yeah. I don't a thousand percent no, don't know this. A vanity plate. You know what a non Nick Nick <laughs> what? That's why I offered a hundred points in Jesus forever. Christ. They had a close up. They had a close up of it's a license plate. In a thousand years, I am not writing a license plate down. Maybe a vanity <laughs> plate, but damn. Oh wow. I still don't know if uh, this is going to be okay. Let's see. Trent says six nine six nine six nine. Yes. Which is funny, uh, because there is a six nine in it. That's uh, why I thought Trent would write it down, because I was like, as soon as you saw the sixty nine, I was like, uh, Nick writes six nine eight D two. Lana writes G sun symbol six nine D two. So. Neither of you got it correct. Oh. Oh, I forgot the stupid G. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, next time you're writing down license plate numbers from shows, don't forget the G, Nick. Gah. No, I was so excited about the 69, I forgot the G. What's the VIN number? Oh, oh, how did I walk right into that one? Men, I'm sure women say men forget the G all the time. Sorry. Well, it's a, well, it's a... You gotta remember what spot to put it in. It's not, it's also not a real, it's a, whatever, we'll talk about it later. All right. We're not going to get into that controversial topic. I am, I am a thousand percent joking. (laughs) You can still direct your hate at me, though. (laughs) I deserve it, if not for that, for something else, I'm sure. Oh, man, I'm mad at myself because I missed that, though, because I did have it written down. I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty pissed at you too, Nick, I'll tell you, uh... (laughs) Everybody, everybody misses sometimes. Uh, uh, the next question, I think we might have actually had last week, but I'm not going to go back and check. Uh, what position does Myrna's son play? On a baseball position. Oh. That is actually, yes, because I remember the joke answer that Trent gave last week. I wonder whether Trent remembers the real answer now. It's, um... It's, uh... On the baseball team... Does Myrna's son play? <laughs> I I almost put sixty nine, but I didn't. <laughs> and that's what reminded me of the joke last week. Trent, Trent says catcher. Nick, what's the correct answer? Fuck. Uh, catcher. Oh. Yes, it is catcher. You both get a point for that one. Oh. Because it, okay. I couldn't remember. I was making a joke about both pitcher and catcher mm. while we were and in that the- realm. The last of the Lana last week questions, uh, and this is something that's interesting uh, because it came up again in this week's episode. What number does Mister Acker live at? Uh-huh. Oh, so wow. for this one, make sure that you tell me the number that they said last week. The no, right. you know, I actually did write it down last. Quote unquote week. correct number that he lives at. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I was I was like oh it's part of the plot this week yeah if you don't have that written down but you have a license plate written down I am going to be sore sore sore. <laughs> Nick says eleven thirty. Trent, what's the correct answer? Eleven thirty. Eleven. Oh yeah. Thirty. All right. Well, we'll play, gents. That mm-hmm. was a great run through those questions, and now we're going to fast forward about seven days. Seven days. Seven we're going to have some, some quiz quotes for this uh, this week's episode. We got two submitters this week. Wow. We have Bricktails and 
Lana again. She Woo! forgave me apparently for leaving her off last time, and she continues to write in. Thank you, Thanks, Lana. Lana. That's awesome. Thank you, Lana. Thank yeah. you, Breaktails. You guys fucking rule. Yes, I love so, it. So, if you want to fucking rule, how would you do that, Trent? You would send your questions or email or thoughts or anything that you want to BalticEffect at gmail.com. All that we ask is just use the subject line for what it is, because we'll pull these all from the same place. Different people do different quizzes. But uh, BalticEffect at gmail.com. Yep, tell us if it's quiz questions or if it's an email and what show you're talking about, and we will totally remember to read it. Which, time. to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I am sorry that to we are, fair. yeah, we are depriving you of, like, sometimes it's funny to make funny s- subjects of emails, and I'm very sorry that we're taking it from you. We just, it's all we got. It's all we have, so. <laughs> all right, so th- now we're going to move on to some questions from this week. This first batch is from Bricktails. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to have first question very early in this episode. Something made me say, cool. What made me react like this? I'll give you a hint. It, uh, it was something that we commented on when we saw it in the episode too, Trent. Would help if you were if I was in <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin. Actually, it, it would help you. It's not helping me right now. I am drawing a. How does this episode fucking yeah, happen? Very um, early in the episode, something. I know what made me excited cool. very early in the episode, so that's what I wrote. No. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I see that. It's uh with the. Uh, yeah, and then something that made Bricktails say "cool." And I'm sure uh, he said it just like that too. Cool. Fuck, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, let's go with uh, something in the episode. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, shit, man, I can't remember. Yeah, let's find out. Okay. Trent, very, very good answer, says the changing of the address, because I also thought that was cool. But Nick says Wendell the Chicken, which is also incorrect, because the correct answer is seeing Stephen Ogg's name in the opening credits. Oh, yeah, we did talk about him. Yeah, happening in the opening credits. Oh, my God. Who's who's Stephen Ogg? Trent said last night, Oh, it's that guy that was the, uh, he was on Negan's crew and was secretly buff. Oh, the guy yeah. that Mike punched in the throat for his gun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he, um, he did, he did like those Old Spice commercials and like he's all jacked and uh, he did GTA stuff and, oh, okay. uh, I know yeah. he, I know yeah. he's a Canadian actor, but I didn't know Is his he name. Know? Yeah. Uh, of oh. course he's, of course he just knows all the Canadian actors. He's just, yeah, like, well, there's a brother. Oh, they all know each other. It's yeah. a small yeah, group. And Nick knows him too, <laughs> and he just like only. It's like the old joke about how there's only twelve actors in all of England. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're all the, okay. Oh, never mind. <clears throat> Second question from Bricktails: The demolition crew is also to evict Mr. Acker from 11:30 Royal Vista. There's a problem though. Where did Jimmy and Mr. Acker insist that he lives? Oh God, I cracked up when Acker. <laughs> It looked like he was thinking and then smiled and stuck his finger in the air like he had an idea. Oh, that was great. Do you have any pieces of mail? And he was like, oh, we'll check the mailbox because that's where mail is. Like, that was – you imagine that had to be like – 
a moment when they're working on the gag together, and he's like, he's like, okay, so I'll just have this in my house and go get it. He's like, no, 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 it's mail. Put it in the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like they're still delivering the mailbox. <laughs> yeah, like, because the thing is, like, well, they have to deliver out there. But, I mean, if yeah. you went and got it in your house, it it adds, like, you could still just put it in the, it just adds a nice little, yeah. it's perfect. It was just such a, like, he just had that look of total smugness on his face. <laughs> so, I loved it. It was just Thing of you can tell that even if he winds up losing in the end, I feel like Mr. Acker's just having the time of his life. Just yeah, because he's sticking it to the man, you know. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Trent says twelve forty. Nate says twelve forty. Arroyo Vista. I give that to both of you. Good job. Good job. Uh, next question. <laughs> it says uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Rachel. Where in this episode was there a subtle reference to the holiday? Hint, uh-huh. it's not Jimmy's name. It's I know what it is, but I don't know the specifics. So hopefully you'll give it to me on what I... Uh, Ooh, we'll see. We will see. Is the is the answer the fact that it aired on St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> With the table for St. Patrick's Day? I guess because we watched it on St. Patrick's Day, yeah. I wound up watching that uh, St. Patrick's Letterkenny episode afterward. Oh, nice! Yeah. So, I need to rewatch. Uh, I need to rewatch last season of Letterkenny. I was. I loved it so much. It was so good. Um, not and it wasn't. I don't think it was the f- one of the funniest seasons for sure. I think it was a more serious one, and it was kind of awesome. Uh, and it ended yeah. so amid the fucking end of the last season. The oh, last only had one five minutes of it. it. Yeah. What oh, Letter uh, Kenny. Letter Kenny. Oh, okay. I haven't watched that show. You might not have heard of it. It's a small shit come from Canada. No, I've heard of it. I've seen memes about it, and you've sent me memes about it. I just, I, and I see TV commercials for it like all the time. Yeah, it's like, funny. That's why are you not watching? That's so weird. Why are you I not just, watching Letter Kitty? Like one of the only shows from Canada. Come on. There's so <laughs> many shows that I haven't had time to watch. I've just been. My TV watching time has gone way down. Stop uh, writing down license plate numbers. Think about think of I I like to think about life in like if you ever played a video game like Grand Theft Auto video games at the end of them will show you like how many hours you spent doing this and how many I mean these things you did and just like really breaks the shit down and like think about all the times of writing down license plate numbers and things like that <laughs> and if you pluck that out and then squish the other things together the other good stuff that you're doing. And then, then you can carve out, you know, it's like stealing time. A time thief, if you will. Yeah. A time heist. <laughs> so, uh, let's see what we have here. Um, Trent says, the shamrock can name of the company on the truck at the demo crew area scene. And Nick says, the clover on the moving van O'Hara and Sons that O'Hara. was in the background. Uh, I'm going to give that to both of y'all. Yes, for the O'Hara and Sons van. So, good yeah. job. I normally don't accept that. rim rules on this one. I, I, thank you. <laughs> I will gladly <laughs> accept you gracious uh, quiz leader. Well, I you know, I think even if you had... the difference between a shamrock and a clover to make sure I wrote it down right. Really? Oh, is there, yeah. a, di- is there a difference? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a clover has three leaves and a shamrock has four. As a resident... 
Irishman and recipient of that pity point, I'm going to say there's no... I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just move on then. Um, he says, a scene in this episode visually references two classic movies, one from the 60s and one from the 90s. What uh, were those movies? So it's a two for Trixie and one point for each one that you get correct. Okay. This is also something that we commented on when we. Yeah. Oh, doll! Oh, doll! I don't think I recognize either one of those two. Those two boys have been in here. They just haven't. That's not. Trixie just don't know who those are. That's uh. So I don't think I could be doing both of them tonight. You know what if I'm saying? It's, if it's what I'm thinking of, it's actually referencing a real life thing too. That the first. Uh, oh yeah, I think so. I think you're correct, Nick. Yeah, it's a real life event that happened, but it's also depicted in two famous movies. Okay. One from the '60s, and one from the '90s, and then last night on the show. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of a single name of a single movie from the '60s. Hmm. I know it's not an era that I really think about from fucking movies. Like it's not. A, well, I know there one are... movie from the '60s that you just watched for the first time the other day. I, I mean, did. That's not the answer to this. I did. I watched two movies from the '60s in that day. Well, now that you mentioned, what were they? It was Sound of Music for the first time ever. Okay. And then uh, I watched Mary Poppins uh, before that because I started it and I had to stop it because Nate really was like hard up to watch it. And since I was already had kind of like my Julie Andrews uh, gland to go, and I was like, well, let's fucking keep this good times <laughs> going. And I put on. Uh, Could it be if the answer to this was the Sound of Music? <laughs> it's and it almost sounds like you're trying to. Tell me that's what it is. I don't think you. I don't think you are though. Um, fuck. I don't know. Shit. Um, it's the. Uh, it's. Let's go with. Um, uh, duh, uh, duh, 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 and I wouldn't have gotten the one from the '60s, but I think I might have gotten the one from the '90s if I were having this question aimed at me. There we go. I have no fucking clue. There you go. Okay, so Trent says Gone in 60 Seconds and Jurassic Park. I'm sorry, Trent, but Gone in 60 Seconds was a Nicolas Cage movie from the aughts. Um, Gone in 60 Seconds and the aughts was a remake of a... It might be 70s, I though. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to strangle was, you with, with was, a garrote. Uh, was Angelina Jolie in that movie? <laughs> the remake, Julie yes. And the original? I'm shit up. No, I'm making no, shit up. No, just because before Better Call Saul on, uh, on Monday on AMC... There was a movie ending with Nicolas Cage getting in a car with Angelina Jolie and driving off, and it might that's have been the movie. Probably so that. Nice. Yeah, that's I would. I would bet money. Today. That's what it is. Yeah. Nicolas Cage does more movies per year than anybody else. I know. Um, so it could I was be like on Amazon Prime last night because I couldn't sleep, and I was going through lists of movies just to add to my list to watch, and there were like so many crappy looking movies with him. <laughs> that was. <laughs> but some are gold, though. That's the thing. Some are crappy in a good way. You gotta, you know. Anyway, so, well, so what's what's the... Nick got it correct. Uh, Shit. The Great Escape and Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Brick oh! Brown, when Jimmy pulls a string to release the radioactive <sighs> material through his pants that directly copies how they deposited of the dirt from their tunnel in The Great Escape. Yeah. Later, Andy Dufresne does something very similar to dispose of pieces of his wall. And so I made job, a Nick. joke. The only we thing were... is, I don't know about like like running radioactive stuff over your shoes like that. Like... <laughs> I, I, I would just say that Jimmy's probably sterile, and we should all be glad for that. <laughs> I love that their way of like grinding it up was a coffee grinder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people say you really should have two 
coffee grinds, one for your coffee, one for your spices. You should get a third one for your batteries, too, while you're at it. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, he says, how dull is Kevin? Oh, Kevin is as dull as... Okay, I got, I, uh, I got a little something to say about this one right after. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, I'll give you a hint. Kevin is as dull as a time in a place. <laughs> I can't put here and now, can I? No? Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, shit, I don't, f- fuck, um, <laughs> uh, I have an answer I don't even remember this line from the episode, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> there, I named a uh, time and a place. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> oh, this is great. Okay, so Trent says a broken crayon on coloring day in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. That oh. would be very dull. I agree. But uh, Nick says uh, as dull as a Saturday night in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Oh. So good job, Nick. Yes, that's the correct answer. Yeah, like my when I was watching on Monday night and that line came up, I was in the live chat. Uh, with Baddix and there's a woman in the group there Amber who's from well she's formerly a Mormon and I I was like so Amber is that true is it really dull in Salt Lake City on my, on Saturday nights and, and she was like uh, well for, no I asked have you have you been I'm a, I said I'm assuming you've been to Salt Lake City on a Saturday night and she said yeah and she said it's not as dull as you'd think there are some underground clubs there and stuff says the ex- of Salt Lake City on a Wednesday night Says the ex-Mormon, shots fired, <laughs> Yeah, she said, well, she actually said they made that joke because of the image of Mormons. <laughs> I, defend, I have to defend my sort of second cousin in ex, like, ex-J-dubs and ex-Mormons consider each other, you know, friends. We, we're sort of like a second cousin. You have cousin. like a gang sign you flash each other and stuff? Well, not that I'm going to tell you. Okay, well, yeah, I, I'm okay. going to contradict all of that with our, the <laughs> my company's competitor is in uh, Utah, and I googled their building one time, and it's the wackest fucking building you've ever seen. It looks like it was a fucking high school library, and I'm like, the uh, it? I, were you doing like uh, spec ops? Were you trying to you know? It's called uh, being curious. <laughs> I just like Google mapped it. I didn't like do spy research and send in a drone. I was just like, huh. I wonder where it is, and it's like the because they the company's so painfully whack. They do stuff, and we're just like, really, <laughs> really. Anyway, that's and that's right. as much as I can share without probably getting sued. Um, well, we'll continue on then. What specific episode of Breaking Bad was Brick Tales reminded of this episode? Oh God! So, oh my God! An episode of Breaking Bad. I will tell you, we have said the name of this episode tonight. We have? Yes. There is an episode of Breaking Bad that we have said the name of tonight, and he was thinking of it because of something that happens in that episode. Um. Yeah. Um. I, fuck, man. Um. Yeah. Shit. Oh, fuck, man. F- uh, shit. <laughs> fuck. Uh, 
you want to pull up your list of every episode title of every episode of Breaking no, Bad? No, not doing that. <laughs> oh, I got. Oh, oh. Um, what is it? Oh. Okay, yeah. Oh. I, that sounds I, like an enthusiastic one. Do you need it? Okay, I got. Uh... <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> he got it. I'm waiting. I have an answer from Trent. Mm-hmm. And Trent did list an episode that we mention a lot. I can name two episodes, I think. Oh, we... no, I know another one, but we didn't say that. I actually know a fourth I one. Like four more because I did that whole sequence of, you know, 747. Oh, down, down over ABQ. Fuck, I didn't even think about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, you sending in an answer? Yeah, I'm just typing it. it takes oh, a my God. Oh, oh, my God. Wow. This must have been a long episode title. Or he actually is going through every episode title of Breaking Bad. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't you know even. What, I think, uh, but I, I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm right because we, I don't know if we said the name of this episode in. Okay, our, I'll try In it. our conversation tonight. Well, Trent says fly, which is a good guess because earlier I mentioned that episode a lot. And I was singing earlier. I was singing Lenny Kravitz. I wanna fly away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I believe I can yeah. fly. Yeah. Oh. I want to get uh, away. Superfly. <laughs> uh, Nick says four days out when Walton and Jesse were using science to charge the RV battery, and Mike in this episode was trying to use stuff to charge his phone. All right, that's a good answer, but we didn't mention either of those. The yeah. answer Brick Tales is looking for is the episode Better Call Saul. Because Steve and Oppog <laughs> wanted to kidnap Kevin and take him out into the desert to squeeze information out of him, kind of like Walt and Jesse kidnap Saul and take him out into the desert. That's a uh, really that's a really good question. That's yeah. we did say the name of that episode though. That was like well, like yeah, when, when you don't get I, the answer to a riddle. And you know it's got it. You know you're right there. And then someone tells you the answer. And you're like, damn, that was good. That's I that kind. Of, that's that level. Because it stimulated my thought. Yeah, that was fucking <laughs> shit, man. That was that was choice. And I'm still. I, not, was, I still like my answer. <laughs> oh, I still like your answer too. Uh, last question from Breakdown. Um, what nickname does Jimmy give to Stephen I? Oh yeah. <laughs> and this is a name. Uh, I'll give you a hint because uh, it's a name of a pro wrestler. Um, the uh, the actual character's name I don't think is ever said in this episode or in the episode he appeared in season one, but his mm. it appears in the closed captioning. <laughs> uh, Trent says Brownie <laughs> McTwo Knives. Yes, Trent. Thank you. That's a great nickname <laughs> for another podcast that we do. Brownie? No, that's for that's for Walking Brownie. Dead this, yeah, this week. Brownie? No, Frowny, like your frowny face. Oh, Frowny. Um, yeah, Frowny on, on Walking Dead, there's a character who was nicknamed Frowny McTwoknives this week. <laughs> okay. But is, this that guy, is, is this actor's character, character still alive on Walking Dead? Or are you allowed to say that? Oh, he's, he's dead. Dead. he's dead. He's gone. Frowny McTwoknives? No, 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 Stephen Ogg, Stephen Ogg. Okay. Oh, Stephen Ogg. Oh, no, yeah, he did dead. Okay. He'd been dead for a while, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I knocked my headphone off. Okay. He was great, by the way, in Walking Dead. He was a fucking awesome character. I thought well, he was great about, on Better Call Saul. I, both episodes, the thing about thought... him on Walking Dead is that when he was on Walking Dead, 
Um, oftentimes, he would have a scene with him and a bunch of other nameless uh, uh, saviors. And one of them was often played by my very good friend, um, who is an actor out of Atlanta. And so every time that uh, Stephen Ogg was on screen, I really wasn't paying attention to him because I was just uh, <laughs> I was just watching my buddy in the background there. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. Just just uh, enraptured. Okay. I mean, I watched those. I watched at least. I watched up until when uh, Rick died, or or allegedly died. So, I mean, I saw a lot of spoilers. With, gosh, with that guy. Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it. For, for Didn't mean to spoil dead. last season. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't even remember if that character was still alive then. That's like how much mm, I was being I don't think he was. Yeah. <laughs> I would like anyway. to watch. I would record the episodes and watch and play them and like be playing a game on my computer at the same time or something. Like my interest oh. level in that show just dropped. Sounds like it. Yeah. Nick, uh, Nick had the correct answer, which was Sergeant Slaughter. Ah, uh, it was really funny when he when when Saul was ushering him out of the office. It was like, okay, time to go to the air. <laughs> time to go to the paintball range. The grown-ups are gonna talk now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so we have one more set of questions. Uh, these are from Lana for this week. Lana. Yay. Lana. So, um, Lana's first question for this week. What Breaking Bad scene was I reminded of this episode? This is a Breaking Bad scene that we have mentioned tonight. All right. Cut. So, Paste. what Breaking Bad scene... <laughs> Was Lana reminded of go in with, this episode? I'm gonna go with the. <laughs> and we've talked about it in this episode tonight. We've talked about it tonight. Yes, like. God damn it! Ago. Damn it! <laughs> if you knew how I quickly would, you know, I, my brain purges say, new information. <laughs> I would say that my answer was so good. I'm using it again. in this episode made Lana think of a scene from Breaking Bad that we talked about tonight's the part that's killing me because I can think of a bunch of stuff it reminds me of I just don't remember what we said fucking ten seconds ago because I don't listen to you two Jesus I have to listen to you two again when I get done with this and then again later on it's all the time you guys Prince are in my head running a D&D campaign while he's talking to us right now I maybe uh, what did they do fuck were we just talking about about the shit we said so much dumb we also did a lot of dumb shit too uh, yeah we did that's why we did feel like it was too much of a giveaway when did we fucking we talked about a scene I know we, we talked about like three episodes at least yeah shit man shit okay you, uh, can, you can pass I do it all the time on the quiz we talked about an episode that had like breaking and bad in it, Nick. <laughs> Nick, how dare you? That one episode where they broke bad. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that was the best. The one about meth. Uh, shit, I'm trying to remember what Nick's answer was. <laughs> Do a thing. I, just, I literally cut and pasted it back to see. <laughs> <clears throat> Here we go. This is the fucking best thing. God damn it. All right. Here we go. Uh, we have... When... Uh, sorry, Trent says... When he uh, saw 
threw a pizza on the roof. That's a, a good memory there, Trent. Um, we did talk about tonight. That is not the answer we're looking for. Uh, Nick says, four days out when Walt and Jesse were using science to charge the RV battery, and Mike in this episode was trying to use stuff to charge his phone. Uh, Lana says, when Walt and Jesse were making a battery in the RV. Hey! So, oh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> See, I thought about okay. a very different episode. When we, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll ask you guys. Yeah, I'll quiz you two on what episode I thought of when we get done with this. <laughs> what episode okay. did I think it of when I random thought of an episode? <laughs> yeah, well, it's one that hasn't come up. I'm really surprised. I think I'm the I think I'm alone on this island. I'm on of the thing I thought of. But anyway, keep keep going. Continue. All right. Uh, Lana's next question is another hard one. I'm going to give y'all points for any part of this that you get correct. Um, she has six answers here. Is this an what all for allzy? How many? <laughs> six answers. What color shirts did Saul wear this episode? She broke them down to, um, let's see, one, two, uh, three dress shirts, uh, one jumper, which for us, you know, U.S. Americans would be a sweater. Oh, my um, God. Or sweatshirt. Uh, one black long sleeve. Oh, I just said black. One long sleeve shirt and one T-shirt. So, okay, forget I said well, black. Well, I so one a, of them. There's a T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> there's a T-shirt. There's a jumper. And there's three uh, other dress shirts. Give well, me five colors question. total. That's a tough question. It's a five total? Yeah, there's only five because I already said black. Oh, so well, give me, me the other five. Let me take black out of there because I was like, well, I'm going to add that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, well, I know one. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to kick up some yeah. shit if this isn't right. I'm gonna, if most of this isn't right. <laughs> If most of this isn't right, and I will tell you Trent, why... You left off, Trent, you left off the one that is. What? One, two, what three, four... And I'm saying that there's... Oh, I also anyway, named too many. I also named too many. That's not fair. Let me take back... Uh, <laughs> let me take... Because oh. uh, this isn't fair. The, the last one, the first five. I can't count. It's My brain is okay. pure... Like, my brain is normally shit. You guys... My brain has never been such levels of shit as it is right now. You're having to deal with so much shit. It's a lot. Right it's a lot and I'm so and I am I feel I feel like I'm acting like this this quiz doesn't matter and it does. I care about it. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate Lana Banana. I appreciate Brick Tales I'm drowning slowly. I appreciate all of you and I appreciate everyone else is listening. I'm just not taking it as seriously because my brain is like not working. And just let everyone leave Dude. Brittany alone. It's okay. It's okay. Nobody okay. can do everything. It's all right. How many? How many do you ask? Self care is important. <laughs> I want five colors. Oh, five. Only? Okay. Yeah, five uh, colors because I already said it's black. Uh, well, I wrote six, so deal with it. Well, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cheater. <laughs> Look at uh, Nick. Deal I, with it. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's, that's fucking savage. I like it. No, I like this new uh, American Nick, I'm going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I put an okay. extra one. Deal with it. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read, since you each sent an extra one, I'm just going to read all six that each of you said. And then I'll tell you, um, here we go. Um, Trent said 
red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said you you missed the only one that was on there is because I was making a joke about indigo because the rainbow colors. You gave everything but indigo. I named red. all of the perceivable colors save for one is what I did. Yeah. yeah. And then it said gray, orange, blue, green, violet, and chartreuse. So I wrote down the answers I have here from Lana. And I wrote a T next to the ones that Trent got correct. Oh. I wrote an N next to the ones that Nick got correct. It's very oh. scientific, very scientific method here. Well, the difference and in the difference in science and goofing off is writing it down. <laughs> well, I think that you'll both be uh, pleasantly surprised to hear that Trent got three and Nick got two. Oh, so good okay. job, Trent. Great. Correct answer, according to Lana, which I will read in its entirety. Uh-huh. Um, Orange, a darker and a lighter shade. Yellow, maroon, and green. He also wore a gray University of American Samoa jumper, a black long-sleeved t-shirt, and a red t-shirt. Okay. I'm just saying, but I am going to say, I am going to say maroon and red are in the same color spectrum. (laughs) I'm just thinking that you did more than Nick, so don't get upset. But I'm trying to get one more out of it. Just because my brain shit don't mean I can't hustle a little bit. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's see. What are the names of the assistants that we see Kim give work to? She names three people. Oh, God damn it. I wrote down the thing they were working on because I thought, I'm going to have to name all these motherfucking things. I didn't write those punk asses names down, so let's come up with how many is it? I mean, they're legal interns. They don't need names, right? What are, wh- how many names am I naming, Jane? You named three names. That's it. Three names. Uh, what? What are you asking? Three human names. Okay, found it. Looking at my D and D list. There we go. Three names, <laughs> Shane. I, I'm good at human names. I, these are all humans. Uh, one of them's a bard, one's a fighter, and one's a wizard. You get to okay. guess which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all human. Human. And yes, I took the variant, yeah, because I want a first level feat. I'm baller like that. Yeah, I know you want to <laughs> okay. spread out all the points. I know you're trying to like, what are you doing? Get that feat. Come on, do yourself a favor. Go for broke. So Trent says... Flampsy, mm-hmm. Draped, and mm-hmm. Boneless. Yes. Boneless. Boneless <laughs> yeah. the Wizard. Hello, I'm Boneless the Wizard. Welcome <laughs> to my tower. Some, uh, Cialis. <laughs> Would you like to look into my chest? <laughs> it's actually got teeth. <laughs> and Nick says, Steph, Pat, and Evan. So Nick gets that one correct. Yes, nice. Nice. Trent, last week, somebody on one of the Better Call Saul groups asked the question, what do you think Victor and Tyrus do in their time off? Oh, you know, think about stuff. (laughs) I wrote that they're both heavily into LARPing and that Tyrus is a a thief bard and he owns his own custom-made loot and that Victor (laughs) is an elf magic user who's spent so much money on his costume that he is indistinguishable from Orlando Bloom in Lord of the Rings. You you don't know you don't know this, Nick, but Victor's actually And I also said they're both into karaoke, but Victor doesn't let Tyrus bring his loot. Vic, Victor is actually uh, a dream moth if you he's uh cosplay karaoke's got to be a thing. 
uh, yeah, with, the movie whoa, first. Shane, we need to cut this out of the fucking episode. When we pull our way out of the fucking contagion epidemic outbreak, let's fucking start... Let's start a fucking cosplay fucking karaoke bar. <laughs> cosplay okey. Go, that's all cosplay okey. do it now and just have people do it over Skype or something, but yeah. Um, Dude, people could get fucking done up in between cons and go out yeah. and still hang out with fucking other people. And they could like practice like with their cosplay. Oh, man, oh, manzy. And it's a fucking awesome crowd, those people. Okay. That's who I want karaoke. You guys well, have we to have to restrict the... it to just one winner, though. You have just... to watch the documentary Trekkies. Before, oh, before I've you seen... Your... Oh, you think I have not? I've seen okay. Trekkies, yeah. So, so Shane, <laughs> how, how are you not saying that that cosplay karaoke isn't a thing? Because there was like a guy... Because I didn't... I didn't remember it the minute I saw ah, it. Okay, yeah. but you remember. It's been like a decade that, right? since I've seen Trekkies. That movie's been out for a hot minute. I have I have watched YouTube videos of people singing in Klingon. Okay. Uh, okay. So, ooh, um, Shane. Next I, 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 I think you guys have like a super successful business idea right there, though. <laughs> like when I, you know what? When I, Especially in a I don't karaoke. Like I told you that. I told you my karaoke story in a previous episode. And I will not karaoke, but I will come to your cosplay karaoke bar like in a minute when I come to Madison. That's right. And, and like, and like you don't have to do a costume, but people can, and it's encouraged, and there there would be fucking worship. It's like a drag bar. It is a drag bar. When this, <laughs> when this apocalypse is over, there's gonna be so many people that want to get out. It's gonna be great. I'm uh, not gonna uh, cut this out because I'm not gonna do that because I shouldn't be in charge of things. Look at this podcast. But if someone out there wants to do that idea, let me know. I will. I will. I will like. Pay, I, I don't know. I'll send you like. On the show. I'll send you like five bucks if you're in my area. I will frequent it. You know, <laughs> we'll we'll shout it out. I'll do things within reason. Don't forget, I'm broke as shit. Um, and I wish you good luck. <laughs> All right, penultimate question of the night, mm-hmm. and I will be disappointed if either one of you gets this wrong. Uh, what does it say on the water feature in Mexico? Ooh, water feature. Oh. Fancy. And, and I think it's great that she said water feature because uh, Nate Bjork last night was talking about how, Shane, it's not a fountain, it's a water feature. Really? But That's it, hilarious. Yeah, well, when he says something one time, he's going to say it 14 more times. And he's going to like be like, Shane, Shane, Shane. It's a, it's a water feature. So, what do you... I'm not going to even attempt suspense on this one. You both are correct. It's dedicado a max. And the last question of the evening is a two for Trixie. Okay, uh, make sure it's two that I know this time, though. I trust you. <laughs> I trust you. You're such a you're such a delicious boy. You know, you're a good boy. You know what oh, you're doing. Trixie. Just don't you're send them. Nice just send them. Just, you know, just some folks that I kind of know. These are strange times. <laughs> All right, Trixie. I hope you're. I hope you're self-isolating, Trixie. Well, um, in a minute, they're about to self-isolate me if you don't say it. Yeah, yeah. It's sex. <laughs> I can picture Trixie's brave new world of internet exploration during this time. Um. Anyway, question is, what do the two religious buses say on the side of them? So there's two oh, things. Man. Uh, I'll say one is a phrase and one is a name of an organization. So, uh, give me, uh, give me one or both or neither of those, please. Trixie's making videos and putting them on the internet right now. 
Trixie don't Trixie here's the thing Trixie doesn't trust all this technology and stuff you want to put stuff out in the out in the ether out in the world you get in print that's where the money is you're not nothing if you're not in the papers oh okay I just watched this documentary I just watched this fascinating documentary doll it's about these boys they sell newspapers in New York they got these hats they all wear hats and they dance and uh the one thing Trixie learned God, I've got to get in the paper. Why am I talking like a mob boss? Trixie is the Trixie, we gotta, we got to get you moved into the 20th century, Trixie. Man, voice um, actor, I am not. My voices are just, like, devolving so quickly. Oh. Oh, I don't know. That, that night made me cringe. Um, we need to talk about that when we're done with this quiz. <laughs> I know. Your Tommy Wiseau voice you were doing earlier when I was trying to get my microphone to work. That was pretty, pretty spot on, I thought. Uh, so Trent, Trent says, good God. Bless him. Uh, that, would be a, that would be a great slogan on a religious bus. Good, Good God. God. Even though it's blasphemous because Good you're going to see his name in vain. Oh. But with like exclamation marks before and after. I was just, that always makes me think of like James Brown, you know? Yeah. God, get down. Um, Nick says, find Miracle Community Church and Jesus loves you. Which means that Nick is ending the quiz this week with a score of 13. Wow. And Trent is ending with a score of um, two. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, well go. done, Nick. Well done. Well deserved. Additional blowout, but congratulations to both Thanks, of our competitors. Right? And please, 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 please listeners, up. thank you so much for your questions, Good and please question. keep sending them in. God, you guys rule. Thank it. you so much. Yeah. I love it when we have multiple sender inners because I didn't have to use any of my questions because my questions this week were dumb. So <laughs> let's move on to Guess the what? episode. So, guess what? Uh, oh, guess what? Chamber. It's time for predictions roundup. Okay. Oh, that's right. It is the predictions I, roundup I corner. Finally, got time this weekend. I did a predictions roundup, and first of all, I'm going to give Trent a uh, Nick Nickel. Uh, what? For uh, just the most amazing prediction because i i went back and listened to our finale episode from last season in order How to make sure what's that it's now right I've never mind. Sorry, your your voice broke up. I, I didn't hear what you oh, said. Oh, I said, how did you pronounce that word? Is Felina. Oh, yeah, the Felina episode from last season. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. feelings episode, yeah. But I listened to it to make sure I got all the predictions. And apropos of nothing, Trent, we started talking about that Vince Gilligan was absent from the writer's room last season for a while, and we were speculating about maybe he's working on another project. And Trent says, oh, I really want to see, like... What happened to Jesse after he escaped in the El Camino? Oh. And I was like sitting here listening to this year old podcast where I like jumped out of the couch and I'm like, holy crap. It's this like, might be the first time that somebody made an official prediction accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, a day like today, I will fucking take that Nick Nickel. I'll shine it up and keep it. Thanks, buddy. That's funny. That is weird. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the logical. It's the logical thing you want to see. Like, what do you do? Do you do prequel with Walt? Who gives a shit? Do you yeah, but do? The fact um, that you even said El Camino. You actually said the words El Camino. Yeah. yeah. Guys, uh, six months ago, I got so drunk I was online shopping for El Caminos. Um, <laughs> wow. Or it might have been longer than that. I didn't buy one, but I had the thought of, 
I could get some credit. <laughs> and, and I was like, and this was, this was before they announced the, I'm not trying to be hipster, I'm just saying I really, I've gotten to a place in my life where I kind of fucking like El Camino's. And uh, I found one that was like a few states away, and I was like, could I put myself in debt and drive like three, or fly, I guess, three states away and drive this El Camino back? And I was really thinking about it. And I, oh. I, I stopped myself because uh, I, I, I have like some safe gaps in uh, drunken spending that stop yeah. me from – I can tell you right now, the Amazon wish list is the greatest thing they've ever invented because what yeah. I do is I just put all the shit that I'm like drunk and I'm like, ooh, I could rock goggles. So then I, <laughs> I, w- I wake up the next day and there's like 30 pairs of goggles down there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. Thank God you didn't pull that trigger. So, yeah. um, so tell me this though because I'm, I'm curious. Uh, do all El Caminos come with the roof, uh, p- removable roof piece, or is that nah, like man, you I mean, around to make sure you get that extra? Honestly, probably most of those are made by like aftermarket people. Oh, are they stuff. really? Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. There might have had some. I wasn't alive when they were being sold. Well, maybe I was, but I, I certainly wasn't old enough to be purchasing one when they were selling them. So I don't know what factory options would have been, but I do know that camper shells just for pickup trucks in general. Yeah. Most of the time, most of those are a third party. They're they're an aftermarket maker yeah. or something. So yeah. I know that. Yeah, camper shells used to be big. We used to have. My granddad used to have one. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's how SUVs came to be. They were pickup trucks with like, like shells on them. That well, you remember evolved. like the Forerunner? You could take the back off, and there was no separation in the front and back seat. Yeah. Uh, for the first ones, they were fucking awesome. That's one of the coolest vehicles ever made. Is is the Forerunner, new and old. But yeah, they were. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I like what's cool is the El Camino and El Camino is. If my math is right, you were five years old when they ceased production. (laughs) Yeah, the El Camino that's in in the movie El Camino and the show, the front of it is the same front as a '78 Malibu, and I know this because my first car was a '78 Malibu Classic. Um, Beautiful, a fucking beautiful car. Oh, it was gorgeous. I wish I still had that car so much. Um, and, uh, and so like it, that stuck out to me. It just was a cool car and I'm a, okay. do- I'm a dork. So me talking about the El Camino, cause my thought was, oh man, he's free from, you know, a people like a, like a, a, a trafficking jail, but free El Camino. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's turning up Jesse. So the, yeah. the other stuff I'll say, so I, I went through, I updated all the, predictions uh with the stuff that came up in the finale and our first four episodes this season and uh i wanted to tell everyone that uh when i re-listened to episode uh felina uh no not felina but our our episode four <laughs> from last season um yeah. there was a prediction made by maria that we discussed and um trent and shane you had a, one opinion and I made an opposite judgment call and when I re-listened to our conversation I agreed with you guys so I gave her the point oh, that I, okay. I initially denied her um, and then um, as far as predictions this week go um, there uh, I'm sorry Shane but one of your predictions um, was disproven um, yeah in episode one of this season, and that was that until the end of the series, all of the fears that Gene experiences of being recognized and apprehended, and all of the dangers that G- uh, dangers in quotation marks um, that Gene faces are or will be only a product of his own mind. 
Oh, <laughs> his own paranoia play, and yeah. imagination was his, which is letting him get which is getting to himself. Um, Twas so, paranoia that killed the beast. Yeah. So <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, he was recognized by a real life cab driver. Um, okay. Well, unless it we, turns we out it's an apparition. Um, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and I have a new prediction that I'm, I want to make. Um, okay. Is that after watching this episode, I will predict that Mesa Verde or Kevin Wachtel stole the Cowboy and Cactus logo without paying for the rights to it. And yeah, I, I swear to God, that's what I was thinking too. Because she's looking at the dates, and she because he remember the story that he told about that. He's like, my daddy gave me the this checkbook that had this cowboy on it and yeah, ever since the then Howard that said that yeah knew that was that was Kevin that told that story he's talking about his dad because it was very he was telling it in the lobby of a bank and that's how he got into oh wait maybe it was Howard yeah Howard says oh I still remember my passbook or whatever holy fuck it was yeah. Howard whoa and it was in the lobby of HHM where it happened yes it was when they yes. came to meet when they yes yeah. Ah, but yeah, that's a good fucking, that's a solid prediction, man. I, yeah, that's a good bet. Trent, Trent not Trent, so excuse me. Nick, um, <laughs> what year is it currently in Better Call Saul? Uh, 2000 and, uh, I don't want to be wrong about this, but it's, uh, I think it's 2003 or four. Oh, I am, okay. Nick, Rick I'm going to task you. In 2008, uh, with mm-hmm. Walt's 50th birthday, and we are now about five, I think, Breaking Bad, or sorry, Better Call Saul started six years ahead in 2002, but then we had a time jump last season. Well, Nick, I'm going to... So we're in 2003, I think. Nick, I'm going to task okay. you with a job. And it's a, this is a tough job, so if you just don't want to do it, you don't have to make excuses, you just say, eh, and then I, I will drop it. But if you <laughs> did right. this, it would be fucking baller. You are the creator of Tucker's Hole, the yes. best Breaking Bad blog ever. You are on the Better Call Saul podcast. You are in this world. I need you to be our timekeeper. Every episode, if you could tell us where we are as close as anyone on the internet can approximate. Mm. And we, we'll, we'll go ahead and say up top, we're not going to say this is law. We could be yeah. off. We could, and we, we're just, you're going to have to fudge some of it. But as best you can guess... Tell us, because I feel like you have the attention to detail, and you you're also in a lot of the places where people are discussing. And you just you just said all of that right now off the top of your fucking dome, dude. Yeah, uh, be, I, I I sure I'll do that. I, I accept this challenge. Hell this challenge, yeah, dude. Uh, this quest, but well, quite often <laughs> such a D and D night. I didn't mean for that. I'm very sorry, guys. It's <laughs> a very long name. Uh. But they, quite often they will give us a. At, at a couple points during the season, they'll give us a, a time reference, like they'll show a date on a document. Or did the newspaper show the date yeah, in this episode? So I mean, well, I'm sure I'll be able to time travel as you find a newspaper to mm-hmm, pinpoint mm-hmm. stuff. But I, I'm pretty sure we're in 2003 or at the latest 2004. But I, I have a feeling. Okay. That, and yeah. if you can get us to even like that. like late in the year or things like that, if there's other people yeah. that have theories on that. Yeah. 
yeah. I'll get as specific as I can. Yo! So, see, the reason I was asking is, and you've disproven something for me that I'm not going to make this prediction now, but <laughs> I was wondering whether uh, something was going to happen. I was wondering whether we were towards the 2007-2008 era because I thought maybe uh, uh, Mesa Verde, all of this land speculation everything was going to wind up in the mortgage crisis. Uh, oh, like the, the bubble. Uh, subprime mortgage stuff that was happening. The oh, bubble, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. take them down. Dude, have you ever watched The Big Short? I know yes. I have it on my my list of movies. Dude, to watch, Big, Big Short is fantastic. That movie owns. They explain the subprime mortgage with uh, Margot Robbie in a bathtub. Yeah, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, it's uh, awesome. Might watch that before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> oh, oh okay. and then uh, and then uh, Anthony no, Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain explains tranches, and then um, Selena Gomez and a. Guy that does like money science stuff. I don't remember his name. Explains, um, oh, what is it when you bet on a bet on a bet? It's uh, sure. sy- it's it's a synthetic CDO. Is what he explains, and it's fucking. It's that movie's incredible. You, everyone should check that one out. It's funny too. It's like funny and like it's ah, it's such a. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We got to talk about this episode. What are the predictions yeah, well, we I'll got? I'll just say, uh, I mean. Um... I think uh, we'll. I saw in our email just now that there's at least a prediction from Bricktails. So once we finish recording tonight, I will update the prediction spreadsheet, and if I can, I will finally get an updated version onto the Better Call Saul, or sorry, the Tucker's Hole website, um, which is tuckershole.wordpress.com, and just look at the menu bar across the top where it'll it'll say Saul predictions or something, and that okay. that'll. You can actually go click through the links and you'll get to the spreadsheet and see everybody that's participated since the beginning of this podcast in season one and every prediction that's been made and where everybody stands right now. Awesome, man. I'm going to try and get that done uh, in the next day or two, like up on the site. So Cool. And let's jump right into this because we've kind of gone really, really off the rails. So dead, (laughs) dead to max is what this episode's called. Dead to max dead yep, to max that's exactly what it says and it that's has a I mean. water feature and Maximum i'm gonna dead. i'm gonna talk about i'll save it till the end what i what this episode reminded me of so stay tuned to the end to find out what that was that <laughs> i might be alone about but uh, i want to hear what you guys thought about the episode um, um i thought it was pretty cool um i liked the saul stuff better than the mic stuff but uh <laughs> overall i thought it was good I liked it. I thought uh, I thought this is like the midpoint of the season already, if you can believe it. Uh, and I thought this is How many is episodes the... did we get this year? Ten? Yeah, ten. I mean, I'm assuming it's ten like every other year. So, um, But this is the calm before the storm, so I was like, okay, let's just enjoy some calm here. Like, Mike's recovering. He's reluctant, but he's at first, but then he's enjoying himself down in Mexico. Um, we well, saw it, Wendell... What I Jesus was- Christ, this fucking this chicken. Um, before yeah. I would like and- to say about the calm before the storm, that I think one of the things that makes this show so beautiful is that the calm before the storm is the calm that usually creates the storm. So, so like, yeah. there's a lot of shows yep. that to a 
Um, they'll try and do this, but it's nowhere to this degree. Like a lot of shows will do things that very closely cause other things to happen. Like this happened, therefore that happened, then this happened. As opposed to that happened, then that happened, then that happened, which is a lot of shows. So you get a lot of shows where, you know, you'll have a calm before the storm. And it's like everyone has a party that episode, or it's the sleepover episode, or it's the spooky episode. And then um, you kick in, and yes, the storm happens. And now we're kind of back in this world. Whereas usually this one, when things chill out for a hot second, like Walt's like finally getting the surgery, and she's like, mm-hmm. hand me your cell phone, and he's like, which one, or whatever it was he said. Yeah. So right now it's calm, and yeah, we got Mike chilling out down in Mexico, and we have funny hilarity with uh, with Kim and Jimmy, but this is all building. I mean, even Gus said... Oh, yeah, said, and the final... The wow. final two scenes were not as laid back and relaxed. That's that's like okay, now we've we've cocked the gun for both these yeah. storylines. Yeah, that's a good that's a good yeah. fucking way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I I, but, I I love this but, uh, episode. I mean, I, I, oh, go ahead. No, I just like the like the, it was an enjoyable episode. Like I just liked seeing what I was seeing. Like especially with Kim and Jimmy, actually. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know all of Jimmy's little plans and then when they had their little interaction back at their at their place and they were role playing that was pretty funny <laughs> that's the best part of the episode oh, yeah. would you like to oh, take man. a shower with me why yes I that would <laughs> and even the doctor's little card that was hilarious like this little electric putt putt or whatever it was like it was it was oh, it was like a like yeah. Watching that thing come up the horizon towards Mike, that was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I had said when that happened, uh, like, oh, he got out of the park because we'd like just watched Westworld the other night, and it just felt very yeah. like Jurassic Park Westworldy. Oh really? Um, yeah. Does this episode count as uh, Jim and Kimmy as opposing counsels? Mm, I think it's coming, Shane. But okay. does this count? Yeah. Well, kind of. Uh, Technically, they're counsels. Like- they're opposing. I, I, I did like that they they brought up uh, you know, well this is a huge conflict of interest but <laughs> the dude the Mesa Verde dude was just like okay I don't care mm, that's I actually wrote your prediction down as Kimmy will face Jimmy Saul in a trial over the demo that's right okay so we gotta we gotta get to the trial yet okay yeah. cool. I just I is it is it just a bad idea or is it I thought it was like grounds for a fucking mi- God we need a lawyer we gotta hire a lawyer, man. I mean, We've needed a lawyer for years. Ever since I started calling our receptionist toots, we've needed a lawyer. You know, we were so broke from all the lawsuits. I, hey, I wish it was a criminal lawyer that we could get. We need, we need a law. Oh my god, I gotta take this is tangential, but there's a YouTube channel that I watch. Just these fucking guys up in, uh, in, uh, um, Massachusetts that has this woodworking shop, and they're just kind of a—I mean, they're really smart people. But they film them just Is being kind. Swanson? No, they just film themselves kind of being a bunch of idiots sometimes because they're just—they work in a wood shop. You know how it is when you're working with people, and you know, it's you're just a bunch of fucking idiots. So yeah. I, I don't know what I mean by that. But point being is that they'll they'll do stuff. And their lawyer came in one time, and he was like, "Are you filming people in a wood shop and not getting them to sign release forms?" And they're like, <laughs> "They're like, no." 
yeah. And he's like, what? And he's like flipping. He comes in, and this is like, you can't, like, it almost seems scripted because he comes in and flips out on all the stupid shit they do. <laughs> and this, the most recent episode, uh, well, so two episodes ago, they were some people were delivering some of their products from their tables they make, and they fucked them up. And someone had a Nest Cam on their front door, and it caught these people fucking up this table in the front yard. And so in that episode, the owners of the, co- the company that made the table were like, put these people's name on our video. Fuck them. He's like, let's just talk all this shit about them on our YouTube video. And the next episode, they had their lawyer, Frank, come in, and they're like, Frank, is it okay if we put the name of the company that messed up that table? He's like, uh, no, I don't think it goes, well. And they played a little bit for him. He was like, oh, my God. <laughs> And they just kept, like, pausing it and saying, would it be okay if we... And he would be like, no. And then they would play the next part where they did the thing. <laughs> so we nice. need a lawyer just to answer our question. Because I thought that two people that are a-boning, that's the official law title, boning. <laughs> it's the symbol beta, beta boning. Um, if we're, uh, they, they, why are they not... They can't, that can't be legal for them to still be working. I mean, I guess if it's not in court, it's okay. Yeah, it is. It is weird that president. I mean, I don't know the president. I don't know the president either, James. (laughs) Unlike what Nick thinks, we don't all know the president here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not uh, all Americans know each other. (laughs) Say hi to Mike for me. (laughs) I do know Jim Bob. Yeah, what the fuck? How about that? Um, uh, It's just such a reverse joke. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) um, but like. I, I mean, they explained it in the episode, but I don't know if in the real world that actually would ever, ever work. Like, you know, that Kevin's like, no, I got, you're the best, and this is this is all the, a plot by Acker to try and get me to drop you as... And I feel like a very flimsy excuse to get them against each other in court, you know? It's like, not... Yeah. It's, I, I love Vince Gilligan's writing, but it, it does feel like this might be a little weak. But at the same time, too, I also kind of like the idea that even though it's law, Kevin could give a shit. <laughs> Kevin's like, I don't give a good goddamn if it's the law. I'm from Texas. <laughs> uh, um, I don't. I don't think he's from. I don't know if he's from Texas, but he definitely puts out that B, that BTE, that big Texas energy. Um, but, but uh, I don't. I think uh, it, it was great how he was making people wait for him on the golf course while he was having his law meetings. Yeah. <laughs> you had said that, and then I had said, "Or that's his poor friends." He's like, "Put these in my cart for me. I'll be right back. I got business." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has poor friends. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that was great. The, the 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 mocking of it was great. The fact that he was like using curry to um Tim curry to uh, uh do up the pots. All of the gags were fantastic that he was pulling, and and he pulled the same gag of the. And, I, and I, honestly, it's it's like I, I like that the first gag they pulled was that it was the wrong address because he's like, well, I fucking did this, and he got yeah. away with it. So double jeopardy. That's a law. I know of that one. I saw that documentary about That's Ashley Judd. The answers are worth twice as much, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> double jeopardy, exactly. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of what else I really want to go into. What else you guys got? Well, I was going to ask about the, all the different schemes that they did. What was he b- boiling curry for? Was it to make the pot pottery look older? I think older? he was boiling. He, yeah, we talked about it last night. He's he's boiling tea. He's making tea to uh, age stuff. You know, you want to make it look brown and aged and okay. Older, so so it he was be, yeah. 
Because he said, like, oh, it's going to soak in curry overnight. So I guess that's going to make it look yellow. Adam Adam Savage's favorite weathering material is uh, a triple shot of espresso. That's what he said. Oh, okay. yeah, because he he loves it. He has it. He can do it in his own home, and then he'll like bring it to the shop, just like a fucking cup of coffee. And because uh, he weathers like old, he 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 took made like a he had this weird microscope that he bought for some reason, and then it came with all kinds of extra shit. And so he built a box, and then made it look like it was a government like issue box that like they would have had at NASA. That had like stickers on top of stickers that were peeled off and scratched and dented and scraped and like where somebody were threw it in the back of their truck and then he put like coffee rings on the top of it and then just brushed it. It's awesome, awesome fucking video. But yeah, uh, that's how you do it. it. There's a movie called Mallrats, and in it, there's a man named Will, man named Willem Black, and he's wearing a shirt that has a mustard stain on it. And and the art department goes to Kevin Smith, the director, and they were like. What do you think of these four stains? And he goes, uh, can you just put mustard on it? <laughs> and so they put mustard on it. He goes, there, it looks like mustard fell on it. What are we doing? There are some things that just, they weather stuff and stain stuff in a, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, man, the way they set that up to be like, what the fuck is this? Because I talk about the mystery box uh, thought process of writing, which is like one of those things. The J.J. Abrams school. The J.J. Abrams school of the mystery box, exactly. Um, except J.J. Abrams seldom puts something in the box, and if he does, it's crap. Uh, <laughs> whereas here, they're like, what's in the bag? And he cracks it and crumbles it like a fucking Kinder Egg. And then we find <laughs> out like very shortly later what it was. You set up and you deliver. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Makes me so happy. Mm. Just um, the happiest boy. Let's see. Oh, the other thing I had... Oh, oh uh, unless y'all had more about the the schemes. No, they, just, they were all... I loved Acker playing along with him. Like, he was totally... They, oh, the character he just goes, Yeah. Oh, so he good. Goes so well with Jimmy or Saul with, with everything. Like, it's just... When they're walking out looking at the stars, it was hilarious. It's like, oh, is that Orion? No, that's a satellite. I told I told people... I mean, going back an episode, I tell people at work about him... I, I have to set it up as quickly as possible to not lose their attention, but I get to the point of, it's a picture of a man fucking a horse. Like, that set up their relationship. This is perfect. I want to watch a whole show. It's just those two, like, pranking the demo guys. You know, maybe, like, he puts a whoopee cushion in one of them's seat of their truck. Or, like, an exploding pen. Or he gets one of them to smell his flower. You know, or he's like, what does this pie smell like? Splat. Um, I'd, I'd fuck with that. Yeah. What else? Uh, the only other thing I had was on the, the mic plot in Mexico where um, I loved him figuring out how to charge his phone, but um, I, I loved Mike can be – I was picturing Mike in quarantine right now, actually. Like, you, you stick him somewhere where he has no power, no control, and he can't do anything, and he can't leave, but you give him a project. You yeah. give him a termite-riddled window, and he can work on that window, damn it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. that's exactly what he would be doing if he were uh, here, you know. He needed that to not go fucking stir crazy. And that's what makes him yeah. happy is being a handyman. Like that's that's yeah. his. That's what he likes is fixing stuff. I get and it, like, man. I gotta do but stuff. He, he likes to be like a a good fixer, not a bad fixer. But that's mm-hmm. a, that's what he ends up being. But that's very uh, true. It's very very true, and and it, it leads us into. I mean, I, that final scene was fucking incredible. Where he's like, "I need a soldier." 
And uh, yeah. oh man, I, it's it, this is it, man. They're becoming. I mean, the war is coming. Yeah. The revenge thing is gonna. Mike's gonna be on his side when he hears the revenge. Like that's what Mike was was all about right so my plan for when the show is over over like when we're done is to um watch gosh and i don't know the name of the episode but uh it's the episode where they took um uh, jesse down to mexico and cooked and then killed everyone salute salute how could i forget salad <laughs> who got sold in this episode how the fuck could i forget my, that uh, all-time favorite episode that's an amazing my episode one yeah, yeah or so, my number it's in my top three for sure but um, but that's that's uh, I'm I'm you know I, I'm gonna watch that episode because we're watching what built everything that came after is other shit. But Gus was built and he's building for stuff after as well. But he was building to that moment in that episode. And this is where he was already working towards it. But this is like yeah, all right now we're we're on approach. You know, um, it's pretty good and, and I'm pretty excited for for that moment to come. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I want to see where we go from here, a hundred percent. Well, I I think like when, once Gus used the word revenge, Mike was on the same frequency as him. Like, mm-hmm. and got, um, get... does it affect either of y'all's enthusiasm for this that we know how it turns out? No, <laughs> no, because there's so much to all. get where he's going. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. I mean, they can throw in some stuff that's like kind of inconsequential. I know they're gonna have. They're gonna We've drop gotta... some stuff on us. I mean, they they're gonna drop some stuff that makes us go, oh, because they're fucking really good at that, and they they do it often. They're very considerate to their fans. And, but if they didn't, I would be fine as well. It's it's okay. Uh, they don't owe me anything. They've been giving me you know entertainment for so long that they don't have to. But I think they they can. They're probably gonna come up with one or two things that are like, hey, you know, not us knowing that that happened isn't gonna shape. The future. Yeah, well, this whole this whole situation between Gus and and Lalo is that's you know this is going to be like the first foray into the Salamancas, like the first. I think I don't know. I'm not I, I'm not going to make a, an official prediction, although I probably should. But I mean, I, and I don't want to spoil things for people. But I mean, you remember when when uh, Gus sits down with. Uh, Hector and says like your whole family is dead the cousins are dead yeah. like this guy's yeah. dead well so you know that something's gonna happen to Lalo right so yeah um, but right now and Lalo, I, I said last week Lalo I'm loving the character and so I just love it it's like on one side you have Lalo and on the other you have Gus and they're at war but neither of them well Gus is acknowledging it but Lalo's just like no he's just Mr. Casual and really he's like totally like sleuthing out what Gus's operation is and he's you know he's all bad news for Gus but, uh, yeah it's th- gonna come to something big between these two guys there's no doubt about that and that's our big that's kind of our big bad for Gus is Lalo in this season because he doesn't have mm-hmm. a bigger bad than that that's I think him taking care of if Lalo just gets like reassigned by the family to something else it's gonna be a big letdown him not taking out Lalo mm-hmm. and then yeah. them not figuring out that he took out Lalo well, is our big? I think that's our end game for Gus with this series. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, um, and, I mean the situation yeah. with Nacho and his father and everything. Like Lalo is gonna be, like, I, I must hate to say because Gus was such an evil guy in Breaking Bad, but they made us like him a bit 
when we saw Max, right? And I think in this series, like, we're going to be rooting for Gus because they're going to make Lalo so bad. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they have to. Uh, well, yeah, and it's um, a, it... no, no, go ahead. No, nothing. I was, I was just going to say we have, uh, I was going to say we have three emails, but, uh, oh, I want to say, we're talking about. before we go to emails, I have two points. I just like a minute on Howard. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I, I was pretty sure that my theory about his conversion to Buddhism or Eastern religion is even more <laughs> accurate because he's oh, like yeah. sitting he there barefoot thing behind him on his, uh, he had what? He had a giant thing behind him in that scene. He had a Buddha on the wall. Oh, was it a Buddha? I, I noticed on the table he had one of those singing bowls that you use when you're meditating. <laughs> like, yeah. I have a singing bowl in my wish list. That's another uh, musical instruments, air quotes, musical instruments, find their way into my drunken wish list. <laughs> I, I have almost bought a fucking theremin and a talk box. I can't tell you. How did you know I was t- I was thinking about a theremin just now? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. T- I'm gonna tell you about two instruments that everybody. Insta- Frankly, the fact that that the three of you guys live together and there isn't a theremin in that house well, blows my mind. <laughs> let me explain it. Let me let me explain because there are two instruments or instrument slash tools in music that everyone insta regrets. And that is yeah. the theremin and the talk box. Both of those, there are so many people willing to offload those. Like, like maybe, like the only person I've ever seen truly excited about someone is their first day of having a theremin. Maybe that's the most, because then after that you're like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? <laughs> I have some friends, I, w- I think I can add a third thing to that, because I have some friends back home who own multiple didgeridoos. And I, I think that they, yeah, would do oh, the same thing. Oh, I know a bunch of people with didgeridoos. There's a bunch of fucking hippies in this town. They like their didgeridoo. You prop it in the corner. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, nah, man, the theremin's one of those things where you're like, fuck, that'd be cool. And then you get and you're like, fuck, this is not cool. <laughs> I don't really have a, a purpose for this thing. Talk boxes, talk boxes at least like stay cool. Like, talk boxes never aren't cool. It's just when you, you get one, you're like, what do I do with this fucking cover Peter Frampton? And it's like, it's like, uh, there's a, what's the band? What's the band? Uh, Muse? They do that song... Uh, it's a mad, mad, mad. They have this guitar that was built by this company that has like a tablet built into it, and it's like hooked in through the whole thing. So they're controlling like synth sounds and also like modulating part of their guitar sound stuff from this guitar. But it's only used on like one song for this one group. So there's an instrument that exists for one song <laughs> and everyone that plays music looks at that and goes fuck I want that what would you do with it just play madness <laughs> and it's unfortunate because they're fu- it's fun to think about but then I never pull the trigger thank god I might still <laughs> yeah. buy a melodica though those are hilarious AF um, but when would I it would just be another thing that takes up space and dust yeah, uh, anyway. but I, I'm wondering how Howard, how this is all going to end for Howard, because it's kind of an interesting storyline, and it's it's not a big part of the show this year, but it's still it's there, and it's like something's going to happen here, and it's going to be it's either going to be funny or it's going to be tragic. <laughs> well, let me ask both you boys real quick. Do you want something? No judgment of what you think on this. Do you want something bad to happen to Howard? 
No. Mm, no, not anymore. I'm just... I I feel sorry for him more than anything at this point, and I don't... I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad, but I would just, for karmic's sake, uh, like to see him in another financial quagmire. You know what I mean? Just for like... But I, but I only want it from his own hubris. I don't want it to happen from like the housing bubble or some shit like that. You know? Or like, I don't want like... Like Tuco to get out of prison and punch him to death. Like I don't want something fucking stupid <laughs> like that. I would like to see him hoisted by his own petard because he is a bit of a shit brick. I do like him more. I like the actor a lot, so I don't want the character to go away. Um, but I don't necessarily want uh, Jimmy to. G- I think Jimmy got some. You know, he got his payback with the bowling balls. I think we can move on from there with him and Jimmy. But like his ending of him just That's being like say too, the uh, the bowling balls have happened to him. I don't want a whole lot more to happen to him. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about as far as I would go with it. But uh, yeah. anyway, well, let's. Um, who wants to take the first email? No, I, w- sorry, I will. One more thing. One last oh. thing. Just I I want to say like about Kim and uh, her confrontation with Rich. And I want to say by the way, Rich is a really decent guy. Um, but both Jimmy and Rich both are trying to protect Kim because Jimmy said like, um, you know, you don't really want to get personal with Kevin Wachtel. Like he was, even like Saul was telling her, you don't want to go down this road with a personal attack. Yeah. And she, and 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 he he used a great line because he said, you know, you know, this was fun while it lasted, but now it's time to settle. Give the guy some money, drink champagne with the winners, and pretend you like it. And uh, yeah, drink champagne with the with the winners or winning people, and and pretend you like it. And then he gets up and he goes, "I'm gonna go get a beer. You want one?" And she opts for the beer, not the champagne. Like uh, she says, "Yeah, we are gonna attack, go after Kevin personally." Um, so she's ignoring his advice. And then Rich is like, "You know, I'm I'm not trying to protect the firm. I'm trying to protect you." And she's like, "I don't need protection." And I mean, she's she's doing that publicly in the office because I think she know well she needs cover so like she needs to push back hard to to prove so that she has plausible deniability that it was her that's been telling Jimmy what's going on on her side of the case right um, like you know she is breaking the law by or conflict of interest we think but she is yeah well I mean well she shouldn't be doing what she's doing like like she arranged for Jimmy to be Acker's lawyer right but um, oh, yeah. but I think basically I think my assessment of what's going on with her is like um, she spent 10 years trying to become this big corporate lawyer and then when she got there she figured out that she doesn't want to fight for the big guy she wants to fight for the little guy and that's why she's doing this but I think it's ultimately going to cost her her law license well I, I'm, I'll bring this up later probably in the next episode or something I'd like to see this go a little bit further I'll bring it up but I uh, I now have seen To Kill a Mockingbird, and she had said she wanted to be Atticus Finch, and I'm gonna go yeah. ahead. And, I'm gonna go ahead and say in this episode, she did it. Uh, we'll talk about that in another episode, though. I'll let that. Okay. Uh, I'll let that. Yeah, but yeah, that's my final point I wanted to make before the the yeah emails. <laughs> I, I'll take. Uh, I can start us out with uh, Lana Banana. All right, let's hear it. Lana emails and says, "Good evening, Nick, Trent, and Shane." Howdy. Hola. It's been a while since I've written in to in the podcast, so it's nice to be back. And what? A, wait, 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 wait. Did we read this one last Just week? Just last week. 
Oh, yeah, last week. There is okay. one for this week, though. I was like, because I made that. Well, same we should s- read her last week. So we already. I thought we read her last week. Last we, week we did because I did the. Okay. It's been a while. The quiz question. Yeah, right. I'm stupid. Her this mail email says good evening, Nick Trent and Shane. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't act like you're. T- it was too okay. Hope you're all surviving coronavirus. It's keeping me pretty busy at work, so I'm going to keep this brief. Enjoy the episode, but I do tend to be less interested in the lawyer aspects of the show than the drug dealing parts. So this wasn't my favorite episode, but I'm, I'm mostly just writing to ask where Nacho is and hoping he'll uh, be back uh, again next week. Until next week, Lana Triple X. I'll take one. Nacho is probably back in bed with those two ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I can read the next one too. I thought we had thought we had three though. We do have three. We have uh, one Bricktails uh, email, and we have one Bricktails prediction. Oh, well then, uh, uh, Shane, why don't you take the uh, the email then? Okay. Bricktails says, "Hello, gentlemen and gentlemen." Howdy. Hi. <laughs> now, I may not be a nail salon lawyer, but I know a legit episode when I see it. That's a load of hogwash. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was so much fun. I go back and yeah. forth between loving and hating Jimmy. At the end of last season, I really hated him, but this episode, he was awesome. All the things he pulled at Mr. Acker's house were great. I especially liked the repeated scenes where Kim was in a conference and <laughs> kept bringing in each new yeah. thing from Jimmy. Yeah. Yes, that was great. Uh, and her says, team kept another gr- bigger and bigger to deal with just the one <laughs> guy. <laughs> another great point was Kim imitating Kevin. That part was just hilarious. Yeah. Awesome. So what was up with Kim's smile when she was looking at pictures from Kevin's house? I think I know, mainly from having listened to past episodes of the Insider Podcast. In the past, they have talked a lot about needing to get permission to use any artwork, for instance, on the walls of HHM or that other law office Jimmy worked for with Ed Begley Jr. Anyway... Kim noticed a painting of a cowboy. I'll bet the Mesa Verde logo, which was prominent on the billboard and various other places this episode, also that big sculpture in the lobby of Mesa Verde from a couple of seasons ago, was taken without permission from that painting, and Jimmy is going to sue them for copyright violation. Uh Uh-huh. I think that's a... Yeah. I need a prediction point, so yes, I I adore that idea. (laughs) (laughs) He continues, by the way, when Jimmy pushed Stephen Ogg out after he suggested kidnapping Kevin, Jimmy says his regular guy is much more reliable. According to the internet, Bill Burr was supposed to be in this episode, but a personal oh. conflict came up that prevented him from filming. Oh. So presumably, Jimmy's regular guy at this point is already QB. Dudes, I assumed he was, he, he, Mike. Mike. He, I he was talking about Mike. He called Mike. But that could have been added once they realized QB couldn't be in the episode. Mm-hmm. No, it's regular guy. Um, okay. Uh, he continues. Are there bad things to come with our favorite leprechaun Schweikart? That scene pointed to some dark turn before the end of this season. Eventually, things have to go downhill with her, and I worry that the return to hijink with Victor and Giselle in this episode is only setting us up to rip our hearts out sooner rather than later. I they'll still get married at some point, so she can be his second ex-wife, but that will have to be very short-lived. Oh, on an aside, there was an email from me that you didn't read. It wasn't a deal, but I clarified that my officially official prediction, TM patenting, was... Well, there was a weird edit there in the podcast all of a sudden. Uh, Shane <laughs> it lost connection, and we can't get him back. So I'm going to pick up the email from there, because I have a question about this 
Brick Tail says, uh, oh, on an aside, there was an email from me you didn't read, which isn't a deal, but I clarified that my official, uh, officially official prediction, TM patent pending, was that Kim and Jimmy would not break up by the end of season five, not that Kim would die. Um, he says, I also clarified that yes, I meant Nacho would kill Lalo in season six, not Marco, as I had written. What yeah. email did we miss? I, no, I saw it, uh, when I was redoing the prediction log on the weekend. Um, yeah, it was, uh, an email from between episodes, uh, two and three. Um, oh my god, well, I'm not yeah, seeing it. I don't have that. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's dated February, uh, leap year day, February 29th. It says, better call Saul between 5.02 and 5.03. We didn't so, read this? N- not out loud, no. God damn it. Not, it's not marked on the, not on the podcast. It's marked so. as red. I'm really sorry. Somebody must have clicked on it. Okay, well, well let me. I read it, I read it actually on Sunday when I was do- redoing okay. the prediction. But part, for the so. show's purposes, I'll get to that in just a moment. So let me pop back to his current email. Dang, I'm really sorry. Wow, this is just yeah. falling to shit all in a second. We were so close. <laughs> so close. Um, so the rest of this current email for Bricktail says the other part of this episode was Mike's recovery and maybe first encounter with Wendell when he was trying to walk back to America. Yep. You, you guys oh, know. that for sure was Wendell. I reckon. You guys are that fuck has not that chicken. In that early scene, we almost got a point of connection between Jimmy and Mike. Is this the first time they've spoken to each other since Jimmy represented Mike after his encounter with Tuco in season two? I don't know. Uh, at the end, Mike and Gus talk, and Gus says he wants Mike for the sake of revenge. So I'm guessing in the next episodes, Mike will be back in Gus camp permanently. Well, guys, I've always enjoyed your radio program, and I never thought I'd see a miracle with my very own eyes, but it's time for me to sign off. I'm a long-time listener and a first-time caller. A brick tales. Um, I'm going to go back to that email real quick, because uh, okay. I feel really, really bad. This is from some time ago. Damn, brick tales. I'm so fucking sorry. Um... So it was Better Call Saul between 502 and 503 we didn't read? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. That's I read it on the weekend so I could get his prediction. So, um, okay, so we're going to backtrack a little bit, everyone. So between 502 and 503, he says, hello, gentlemen and gentlemen. Howdy. He says, I got a lot of random thoughts that I'll send in before episode three airs on Monday. Please forgive the total <laughs> lack of organization. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Come on, only only if you forgive ours. Um, perfection. Come on. Let's. Trent called Nacho <laughs> Spider Nacho after he was jumping from roof to roof in 502. Did we ever discuss how Michael Mando is a Spider-Man villain? Yeah, I brought that up. Uh, oh, I think I brought it up in real life. I don't know if I did on the show. I think this might have come out between Better Call Saul seasons, but he had a couple of quick scenes in Spider-Man: Homecoming, suggesting that he'll be Scorpion in an upcoming movie. Yeah, he he gets uh, he's like doing a bad deal towards the, and he comes back in the end of uh, of Homecoming as well. Spoilers. Um, he says, uh, I don't I know you have yet to discuss predictions confirmed or denied in the first two episodes, but if I remember right, there was at least a couple about. Uh, what was in the bandage box? Someone said a ring, maybe a wedding ring, maybe the engagement ring he never gave to Kim. Someone else said the cork from the bottle of Zafiro Añejo. Anyway, both of those suggestions, plus probably other ideas we thought of, implied some goodness in Jimmy Saul Jean, who saved his memento of past love. Instead, we get diamonds, which suggests he really only cares about himself, uh, with his stash to help him pay for a future escape. That sadly argues against my still hope for a reunion with Kim in Final Redemption Season 6, Felina. Um... He says, uh, oh, I checked. There aren't any Cinnabons in Omaha. <laughs> oh, no. Omaha is Cinnabon-less. Um, he says, uh, there are a few in towns near to Omaha, but none in Omaha proper. I was surprised. 
I grew up in Omaha, and there are several malls that you would expect to find Cinnabons in. Yeah. And my email for episodes one and two, I speculate on timeline, whether the show would go all the way up to the start of Breaking Bad, or whether there would be a four-year gap. Forgot the line from Breaking Bad where Saul mentions Nacho and Lalo, which suggests no time gap. If Nacho kills Lalo, my prediction, or vice versa, either way, there has to be some resolution of their stories. I can't imagine Jimmy would immediately think of them four years later. Uh, oh, and my predictions. Yes, I was predicting that Jimmy and Kim would break up. Not that Kim would die. Also, I did mean Nacho. Somehow my brain subsumed Marco's name in. Are they allowed to rhyme like that? I'm uh, having... Is anyone else having deja vu? Not an officially official prediction, but I think we're going to see Howard as a bit of a redemptive figure in Jimmy's life this season, or at least he'll try to be. Sadly, the emergence of the full-on Saul persona will prevent any such redemption. Uh, oh, I should note, I was tempted to send in quiz questions on which car each German would take to which airport to fly to which destination. <laughs> but those, would have been, those wouldn't have been fun questions. Same with the various things Gene heard on the police radio. Oh, yeah, I would have uh, never gotten the police radio one. That you didn't write those? That you didn't write down? Anyway, he says, uh, when, Jim, <laughs> when Jimmy took Kim to see the house that was for sale, did any of you think he was going to take her to see uh, the Saul Strip Mall office? Uh, maybe. Uh, I realize I didn't really remember all the details about last season, so I listened to your past few podcasts from season four to remind me. Aw, aw, I forgot how damaged Jimmy and Kim's relationship was by the end of last season, which made me sad. It's true. Uh, at one point, you guys know that Vince Gilligan was not in the writer's room in season four and wondered what he was up to. Here it is. Yeah. Now it seems clear that he was busy writing El Camino since those filmed around the same time. From recent Insider podcasts, he wasn't in the writer's room for season either. Does that imply another project? He did say he's writing something now in a more current setting. Uh, they were talking about how it changes story writing if everyone has smartphones. So I doubt this is Breaking Bad related. Uh, oh, one other thing that came up this last season. Gilligan said that in an interview he didn't want Better Call Saul to last longer than Breaking Bad. He guys speculated that in season five would be the last, but now he, now we know there will be a season six. Actually, there were 62 episodes of Breaking Bad. So season six is ten episodes again. It's pretty much the same. Anyway, I've written way too much, so I'll bring this to a close. Later, a Brick Tales. Yeah, thank you. Dude, so sorry we missed that. It's a fucking good email. Yeah. And let's get to yeah, actually, his official said a prediction. Long time ago about he didn't want Better Call Saul to be longer than Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they announced like last summer that um, it was only gonna it was gonna go to six seasons. So, um, but I. I, I uh, I think I was actually wondering because the episodes, the last few episodes have been all a bit longer than usual. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering um, if in the end it's going to be. Uh, if it doesn't <laughs> even matter. Like the actual time of this is going to be the same or something. But anyway, that's just me being. My well, go, go ahead and read. Um, go ahead and read Bricktail's officially official yeah. prediction. So the uh, his officially official prediction email. Hello, gentlemen and gentlemen. Hi. Hi. Um, Real quick follow-up. I want to make an officially official prediction, copyright, trademark, patent pending, that Jimmy and Kim will threaten Kevin Mesa Verde over trademark, copyright, infringement, whichever it is, over that cowboy and on a horse logo. Uh, I really think this is a lock, although with the number of times they showed that in this episode, if you guys don't think this is a fair prediction, that is fine. Well, since I made the same prediction, I say, yeah, that's a possible one. <laughs> That's a conflict of interest right there, Nick. Uh, oh, Later, Bricktails. Yeah, Woo-hoo. thanks, Bricktails. That one's going. I'm going to cut and paste my prediction into your prediction sheet. So. Oh, man. Well, I, uh, the thing that I saved all the way to the end, because we're coming to the end, is that this episode made me made me think of when Walt made a bomb out of, uh, what do they call Etch-a-sketches. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> No one thought about that one, but uh, yeah, no, that's a good one too. Wow. Uh, 
Yeah, really. Well, he made a bomb, and they made the thermite out of him the first go-around, so... Yeah. Anyway, well, listen, um... We're gonna go ahead and go. You guys yeah, stay. You guys Kane stay here. Messaged and apologized again to the audience for he he was apparently could only hear every third word we were saying. So yeah. he just wanted to say good night to everybody. And he should apologize. He's right to do that. And uh, <laughs> with that, like everyone else is saying right now, be safe, but also um, you know be kind to each other. Uh, my name was Trent, and his name was Nick. It's my work name. <laughs> You don't have the settings set properly. What you should do is number one. Step one, unplug machine. Step two, plug in back machine. <laughs> Step three, wait. Step four, oh. <laughs> se- select settings. Step five, click settings. Do I need to repeat any steps? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it it worked just to unplug and replug. Oh, there uh, we go. Yeah, I'm a, I'll send you a bill for that. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.